Jamie Green. But that's enough. That's fine. Uh, you your personal brand out there. Hey, thanks so much for having me. Uh, you're more than welcome. You're more than welcome. It's great to have you on the show, finally. Are you, you're talking shit. No, no. Yeah, I'm just like a compulsory interview. You've done one every day, right? I didn't book it. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks so much for having me. I did a show last night. I got called out. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you are. I got called. I got called out, and I think rightly so as well. I, the, the person was like, "Hey, you were classless in your show," and I was like, um, "Shit, yeah, I was actually." Yeah, it hurt me because I um I really enjoy being politically correct. I sound sarcastic. Mm-hmm. I like political correctness. I think it's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm people always it. think comedians. I offend people a lot, normally accidentally, and normally not for being unpolitically correct for being other for other reasons. Mm-hmm. But generally, I try and stick within the boundaries, and I've never. I get called out for things all the time, but I've never really thought of being classist. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, the joke was, can I tell you the joke? Of course. It's like I'm interviewing myself here. I'm just trying to get, uh, it's like therapy, I'm just trying to get stuff off my chest. Well, it makes sense for the title of the show, but go on. Um, I, was, I was ragging on Invercargill, which is, as a comedian is an embarrassing thing to do, being up in a small town, but I went there recently and it drove me crazy, so I felt like I had to, and I was down here mm-hmm. and know mm-hmm. what is. Um, they have an experience down there. This wasn't the main reason I was ragging on it in Vicago. I was ragging on it because the mayor showed up halfway through my gig to give me a copy of his book. Yes. And I got hit up by an NRA member after the gig. It was weird. <laughs> but um, the, the joke that I got called out for was um, uh, I said they have a digger demolition experience down there, yes. which is $150. Yes, it's great. To operate a digger. Well, I was saying that um, I wouldn't spend $150 on that when I could just fail um, NCA level two and do the digger demolition experience every day of my life. <laughs> And I thought that was funny, um, but sh- uh, this lady, good on her for saying, hey, that, hey, man, that's a bit classist. Good. She was complimentary besides that. Yeah. And I was like, oh, holy crap. I've never thought about that. Mm. And I'm definitely classist. I feel bad about that. Um, yeah, I feel like a bit of an asshole. Well, I assume the show that you're doing, I want to hear what I want to say, is a, the, Dunedin's a bit of a test case for it, like a lot of fringe shows are. Yeah, don't so tell people do you- that. <laughs> I think that's cool, though, as well, because you get to see like the bare bones. Like I had a few bits last night yeah. that went really well, but then I got to the big punchline at the end, and it just kind of went wop wop, and the crowd's like, what is wrong with this guy? <laughs> well, Sometimes comedy doesn't work. you got to try yeah. things out. If you want to... Uh, drill for oil you got to kill a dolphin see I like that joke about Avicar will you keep that in or will it be gone now not sure not sure but I can also because um, it's not like you haven't ragged on towns before yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, it's, it's a legendary it's a cheap trick as a comedian well we will remember the first one the G what, the big the, one the, you know um, Havoc and, and Newsboy oh, and, yeah, the, and the gore. gore yeah well that was hilarious because that was next level stuff I really admire that because what they did with the um the big gay old gore that was mm. their material which sounds really offensive now but um the idea behind it was they just call they weren't really saying anything i guess they were gay it was kind of using a negative connotation back then but the main joke was kind of like playing on gore's homophobia yeah, yeah. by calling it big gay old gore gore got so offended <laughs> so that was actually a really lovely thing like they're playing on a stereotype in gore that doesn't exist at all mm. and really really offended them which is I'm, that's smarter than anything i've done that's great i that's thought really it was brilliant good. uh I, I, personally i preferred the pig's heads everywhere especially on the parking meter that time but anyway that's neither here nor there um now just a question that's totally out of context craig mack died today you a fan um i'm sorry i don't flavor know in your ear I got brand new flavor for you here. Yeah. You okay. Know, you know, you know, Craig. No, no. I'm vaguely. No, I'm. I'm very sorry to hear he passed. You really sprung something on me there that I had. I'm sorry. I oh, this is what I do. I just like it. to make people uncomfortable. Um, I'm, I'm sorry to hear he passed. It's very sad. Right. You, you're you're kind of like a lovable rogue, right? And you've got a very distinctive laugh. I'm not I'm, always I'm, lovable. No, but that's hateable. Yeah, but that's where I'm going. That's where I'm going because you've got a distinctive laugh, which I love. I love distinctive laughs. Yeah. Um, but you know, I. 
I also think that you kind of want to be like the Iron Sheik of New Zealand wrestling. <laughs> uh, uh, New Zealand comedy, sorry. What's the you know, Iron Sheik? The Iron Sheik was like the real bad guy in wrestling that everybody hated. And, yeah, alright. Well, the, that was very you offensive. You kind of loved him at the same well. time. Oh, well, it was really offensive, you know. It was yeah. America, you know. Yeah. WWF. But, um, no, I was saying offensive to me. You know, but a necessary evil. Uh, yeah. You know, and is, do you think you have kind of like a comedian split personality? Is no. that important to your to your work? No, I don't. St no, I'm just genuinely this annoying in real life. I don't strive to offend people or piss people off, or I quite often annoy Christian people. I don't even try and do anti-Christian material. I don't even <laughs> have really anything. I was raised Catholic. Like I don't. I've got a few things, the qualms, mm -hmm. obviously. The the, <laughs> the Catholic Church has got a few issues, but um, I try not to offend people if I can and just somehow I have an amazing ability to do it. Mm -hmm. But my main negative is I'm very loud, and that actually caught me out yesterday in Dunedin. I actually felt like such an asshole. I was walking up the street with my brother, and he was kind of ragging on Dunedin a little bit. He was like, um, you know, this place is like... Like he's kind of like he was kind of saying something. Like he hasn't been here much. And he was like, "Why would you live here?" And I was like, "I actually love Dunedin. I love that sound. I'm trying to come across as the good vi the good guy here." Yeah. yeah. Um. <laughs> I was, so I was actually being positive about Dunedin, but then I go. It reminds me of growing up in Nelson. It's like where else would you see? And I pointed to a Mazda convertible sports car mm -hmm, where mm -hmm. else would you see someone owning a Mazda convertible sports car and think it was cool yeah. reminds me of Nelson and we walked about five more streets up the five more steps up the street and a voice from nowhere just yells out well why don't you if off back to Auckland then <laughs> and I felt so bad this is probably this guy's pride I bring classist again it's probably this guy's pride and joy his MX5 his MX5 <laughs> and oh it's just, I'm like why am I an ass all the time why does my voice even when I'm not on radio or television or Twitter, my voice just projects everywhere around me anyway. So I'm, that's why I'm the worst person, eh? Well, I think something came out the other day, and I think there's a high level of divorcees in both Dunedin and Nelson, and that might explain the high rate of MX5s. <laughs> it probably does. <laughs> it probably it, does. It absolutely probably does. Um, now, you, your brother is in town too, as you just mentioned, because yeah. he's got some shows. Uh, he's, he's the more talented one. Mm, mm. He sings and stuff. I think your father's the more talented one, yeah, to be honest. Yeah, Gazza. Oh, Gazza, yeah. Mate. But because, you know, you get Gazza's in there, your brother's in there. Are you guys like the Viva La Bam of New Zealand? I, okay, don't... Man, you do weird references. You're referencing, like, a spin-off Jackass show from, like, the early 2000s there? Yeah. Yeah, um, I want it... My sister's actually done stand-up as well. My sister's kind of an actor kind of person. When I say actor, she's just a person who works in a cafe, so she's an actor. Anyone who's unemployed, by the way, out there listening, if you're unemployed, don't say you're um, unemployed or anything like that. Just say you're an actor or a comedian who's <laughs> looking for the next job. And yeah. That, that works perfectly. So my sister's an actor, and she's actually done snap before as well. My mum's not going to do it, but honestly, it would be so dope. I joke about it, but like if we could get my dad, my brother, my sister, and me doing a road show, it'd be a part of family style. Yeah, the only issue is we all have quite different styles of comedy, so it wouldn't really cross over that much. But Gary, my dad, would definitely be the headliner. He's yeah. an f wit, but he's um he's quite funny. <laughs> he's brilliantly funny. But that's the thing. Like you know, I brought up the Viva La Bam thing because you know a lot of that is punishing the parents. And I feel like you take the piss out of your dad quite a bit, which is good. I've only punished him once before. I've done one thing where I did acting with Gary, where I just got in front of a green screen and just told him to do, like, accents and, like, <laughs> a lot of other things that were going to get him in trouble. And he hated that. He found that really... Because especially because when you film stuff, the crew behind the camera is quite a few people. Like, it's quite a lot. Of, my dad doesn't want to sing. And yeah, I oh, there's heaps of like that. But we did... Um, the other day, uh, it was just released on the internet, we um, interviewed James Blunt, you know the... Oh, yeah, yeah, the, You're beautiful. Everyone knows mm, who he is. Mm, mm. So we went to interview him, and I was like, what am I going to do with a James Blunt interview? He's quite funny. 
He is. He's quite funny. Well, and no, I found it depressing. He was so self-deprecating. I was like, believe <laughs> yeah. in yourself, James, mate. You're, you're all right. Um, he seems to hate himself. But anyway, he, uh, my dad interviewed him, and the joke was that Gary wouldn't know who he was interviewing. So um, I didn't tell him who we were interviewing and stuff like that and just let it flow naturally. And my dad kept on doing the joke, who are you? Who are you? What's your name? And that went well in the interview. But as we were leaving, um, my dad decided he didn't want to offend James Blunt. So he goes... Hey, James, just to let you know, mate, we did know who you were. We were just doing a bit of a gag for the old talent, mate. So he's trying to make James Blunt feel better. So I'm like, let's get out of here, Dad. It's James Blunt. He doesn't, he he doesn't give a shit. All right. So we're driving in the car back to the um, back to the office, and um, my, uh, my my director goes, um, Gary, did you actually know who James Blunt was? And he goes, uh, no. <laughs> he had no idea the whole time. He, why do you need to act, Gary? You've got natural talent running through your blood. Um, James Blunt's Twitter feed follower it's funny it's hilarious it is quite good eh yeah he's quite good I remember last year he goes if you think 2017 was bad next year I'm releasing an album I was like that is a great call (laughs) but at the same time James believe in yourself mate you're alright yeah he he is yeah he's great no Um, you're lying you do not think he's great oh no I think he's funny I don't like his music his his music is I had to talk in the interview about his new music and that was his new music is Really bad. Really? Yeah, but you've had to do that for so many. But you're beautiful. It's a banger. You've had to do off. that for heaps of your career. Talk about terrible music. No, no. I genuinely like edge music. <laughs> I know you're gonna go. You go. You're sick in the head, mate. No, there's a, there's a few songs every year that I I interviewed mainly people I like. like I don't mind Ed Sheeran. Like new Ed Sheeran. Oh, I like him as a human being. He's great. As a human being, he's like one of those guys you want to hang out with. No, but um, his new album. I'm a bit iffy on it. But like his first album, I enjoy some of the songs on that. I'm I'm unabashedly an Ed Sheeran fan. You jump straight to Ed. Sharon, is that because you're in Dunedin and all the all the hoo-ha that's going on at the moment? Oh, I don't know what the hoo-ha is, sorry. But I, no, I jumped to Ed Sharon because he's someone who a lot of people like, like to bash on his music. I was like, he's mm. got some good songs. The problem with him is that every song he writes gets released as a hit single. Oh, yeah. And you see on the song I See Fire Charted, which is the worst <laughs> song ever that he crapped out for the Hobbit movie because Peter Jackson wanted to appeal to kids. And it charted <laughs> in New Zealand for like, I had to listen to it for six months and I almost went insane. <laughs> I lost my mind. I don't know how you did it. I oh, it was painful. I see fire inside the mountain. I was oh, like, you is know it, it. I wow. see fire or is it I see like cold fire? I did not know. I did not know. <laughs> I so shit. Uh, um, you show I want to hear what I want to hear. I want to hear what I have to say. What I have to say. Sorry, in, sorry. Come on. And I wrote that down like that too. What's wrong with me? Um, now, <laughs> is it a, you know is it, is the show full of social commentary? Perhaps. Yeah, I I enjoy talking about politics. Yeah, you, you do. You, you had like a whole thing. That's why, whether you agree or disagree, they come along with me and heckle me or some shit. Um, uh, I I think comedy is a great way to scratch the itches that annoy you. Yeah. And some people choose that by going like, oh, it's a bit annoying when you're driving and some people don't indicate and stuff like that. For me, <laughs> I like talking about politics. I want to. I didn't talk about it last night. I want to talk about the Matilda Today situation. Mm-hmm, I want to talk mm-hmm. about the last election. I enjoy talking about Trump a little bit. I don't try not to be annoying about Trump, but like, there's so much stuff going on at the moment. It's so. Oh, fascinating. Rick Tilson this morning. Oh, what happened this morning? Oh, you fired Rick Tilson via Twitter. What? Yeah, via Twitter. Wow, this is crazy. <laughs> it's amazing. Well, is, is, is that more crazy, or are we about to have a Kiwi who's I think going to be head of communications at the White House? What? That might be even more crazy. That's depressing if a New Zealander is helping. Well, I was saying to Hope this morning, can we fob him off like we did Russell Crowe? (laughs) (laughs) We didn't fob off Russell Crowe. We try and claim him every time there's a movie come out. It's just when he does a drunken antic. Depends on the film. Yeah, it depends on the film. Um, Oh, that's so amazing to hear. Man, I love... 
I'm very sad for what's happening, but I'm also loving following the shambles that is the Trump presidency. Um, oh my god! It just never stops. It's great. Oh, it's amazing. Um, right, you have five. We just we're going to go in a minute, but you've got five shows. Paul's got three. Yeah. How's that going? No, that's the, he chose to do that. He could have done more shows. He could have done more shows. Well, it's just because um, there's only Dunedin's quite a small place. Doing five shows is quite a lot of shows at eighty six. We've got four hundred tickets to sell. Please come along, Jesus. guys. Creepers. Every night. It's mildly excessive. I think it's a pretty good night. I, I think it would be a great night. If it's not great, then it's something to fill in the time before we die, which and is what we've all got to do. <laughs> exactly. And it's back to back, right? You too? Me and my brother. Oh, yeah. If you come on Thursday, Friday, Saturday night, you can see us both. Yeah. Mate, if you just pay for Paul's show and then just stay in the theatre, I'm sure you can just hang just around. Just hide in the toilets. Hide in the, yeah, hide in the, just, just actually, don't even hide, just sit in your seat, I'm sure. <laughs> no one will kick you out. It's, it's Dunedin, mate. We're chill. Uh, we're chill. I like it. <laughs> you have no idea. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, anyway, brilliant. I've got tickets to give away, but not for your show, but I've got heaps of tickets. Oh, anyway. I can give you some tickets to give away. Oh, I've got tickets to give away for your show. There's so many good shows. I think for tomorrow. By the way, if people aren't going to see Fringe shows, if you don't like my show, then there's so many other shows to see. Oh, my God. I can't recommend um, Chris Parker highly enough. Mm-hmm. He's from the Male Gaze podcast. Yeah. Um, there's a few other people that have probably left or Louise Brevnik is good. There's so many good comedians here. Oh, Louise Brevnik's brilliant. Yeah, um, but I, uh, I can't recommend Eli Matthewson and Chris Parker enough. Yeah, I've got Eli's coming in on Friday, I believe. He's, oh, he's stop a bragging wonderful. about it, bro. He's Great, you've got an Eli Matthewson interview. We all wish we had an Eli <laughs> Matthewson interview. It's a dream. It is. A, I'm living it right now. <laughs> yeah. I'm living it, eh? I mean, the nightmare is a dream, isn't it? <laughs> Do you? Um, thank you for prepping, by the way. I appreciate you putting in a, mile, a modicum of effort. Yeah, if tightly. I was interviewing me, I would not prep at all. I wrote down your title of your show twice, and I got it wrong. <laughs> <in one of them. laughs> Hey, good try. At least you tried, man. A for effort. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Exactly. That's what I do. Look, I'm recycled paper, too. Yeah. Look, that's that's, that's what we're all about. Uh, hey, thank you so much for coming in this morning. Thanks for having me. It's nice to be on Radio 1. Yeah, yeah. It's a pleasure having you here. You're welcome anytime. So the show... Um, that's a you've lie. Got... I'm going to come tomorrow. You'll be like, get out of here, guy. <laughs> get hey, come with your brother. It'll be great. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I mean, I've only given him 10 minutes. Oh, did I get a longer interview? Well, I had... No, actually... I had to I, I had to create extra time for him. I created extra time out of thin air. Oh wow! For Paul. So by that, do you just mean just? What sort of music do you play on Radio One? I want to know. Uh, next is Unknown Mortal Orchestra. Oh okay, okay, okay. Yeah, so I've like got some rock, like college, like it'd be the college charts in the US. Yeah, you can't. Yes, but I mean it's it's very varied. Cool. Um, you know, it's B but better. I was, I, <laughs> what you mean BFM? No, oh, fuck you. Yeah. Oh, shots fired! Are you listening? We're on the radio. What are you doing? Well, I mean, yeah, and you're not. <laughs> Do you regret saying that instantly? Um, I was, was going to say, I wish we had something like this in Auckland, but there it is, we do. It's yeah. a massive radio station, I just don't listen to it. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, my favourite radio station is uh, Concert FM, but I won't stop plugging other radio stations on here. So yeah. having classic music, it makes me feel like I'm, I'm prancing through an enchanted meadow whenever I get in the car. Uh, anything that has anything to do with RNZ is fine. Yeah. We will talk about it to the hilt. It's the greatest thing that ever was and ever will be. It's bloody okay. You're going a little bit Give far. me a job. <laughs> <laughs> good effort, bro. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, hey, is there anything you want to hear? I can fish one out. That, that Ed Sheeran track, perhaps? Nah, um... What's your favourite Cool Kids song? Uh, could I have something by the... I don't listen to cool music. You should play one of Paul's songs tomorrow. He's got great music. Um, could I listen to the same by The Shins? Oh, that, of course. Is that too hipstery? No, no. I'm just banging... Fine. I discovered The Shins, like, last year. Is that oh, embarrassing? D- yep. Um, that's rather embarrassing. What do you have? What do you got? Oh, uh, well, I'm tr- quickly, we've got very we've got software from 2004. So come on, give me a break. <laughs> just, just 
Uh, okay, we've got uh, uh, They'll Soon Discover. We've got uh, Simple Song, Kiss the Lipless, Australia. Simple Song. Know, for your, guy. know your Onion. Simple Song. Because <laughs> this is just a simple song. All right, very good. See what you've done. Guy Williams, the next like, four get nights. Get off, guy. The next four nights at the Globe. It's not that Globe. He's not that good. Um, <laughs> oh, this, harsh, is, this is the Shins. A simple Song. You're on the one. Uh, go to the Fringe website for ticket details.